Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yes, everybody grab your notebooks and find a pen. Uh, praise God. I, uh, I'm so excited to be here today. I, I, I am in this moment of anticipation and uh, partially with our new family member coming and, and partially because uh, I got the opportunity to be up here to just just to wrestle with you guys and to to just to, to pick on you guys and to 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 lift you guys and 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 and, and I don't know I, I I'd find no better place to be than than here. Um. Everybody reading the Bible plan? Who read the Bible plan today? Raise your hand. Okay. Who got something from the Bible plan? Keep your hand up. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 hands. Okay. Did you guys note it in your journal? Keep your hand up. If you noted it on paper or you put it in your notes. Heather, good job. Woo. Sorry, I told you I was going to pick on you. Ben, good. I, uh, anybody else noted it? read something in God's Word from the Bible plan that we read uh, this today and noted it on paper, wrote it down for themselves, got it, Albina. Okay, so uh, I want four people to share that. Uh, uh, Natasha, I actually saw you, so you're going to be the fourth. So it's going to go Heather, Ben, Albina, and then Natasha. You're going to share with all of us what God, what God spoke to you today, Okay. Uh, can we have Heather come on up here? Your first pick of the draft. Come on. Don't be afraid. This is our family. We are excited. Um, I was reading Isaiah today, and um, I forgot what verse it was, but it was talking about like. Um, what Dima's saying, like, don't forget your daughter nursery and stuff like that. And I was just thinking of Ksenia and just hoping that she won't forget her daughter. Because, <laughs> because like, sometimes my mom forgets about me and, like, I get nothing from her. And, and later on, she always forgets about me and then she always has to do something special for me. And I just knew that um, that God won't, like, forget Rebecca. And I just know that Ksenia and Noah won't forget about them, forget about Rebecca. And I'm just glad Rebecca is born today. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's if, if a mom forgets. It's not usual for a mom to forget. It's, it's not the norm. It's, it's uh, telling you that, man, for nine months you're, you're stuck with this child. And then if you quit on them then... I don't know, like after nine months, something happens to your heart. I mean, you are ready for this baby to be in your hands. And you're like going to protect, I mean, you're going to lay your life down for this baby if you're a mom, right? It's, God is using that as an analogy to say, hey, I love you and I will not forget about you. All right. Um, so I was kind of catching up on... Um my Bible reading plan, and so I was reading Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, and it said that, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved 
us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So I kind of made a note, and and my note said, um, follow God's path for God died and shed his blood for us on the cross as an offering for our lives and to cleanse our sins. So it just kind of gave me like a... um, like a remembering to like uh, remember that God died for us and that he gave us a new life and that we are living and we're alive because of him. So. Amen, amen. Albina. So today I was reading the Bible in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. It Verse 7 and 8 said, For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not men, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. I'm just kind of stood out to me. I've been talking to some people this week, and it just hurts my heart when I see people are so deceived. Even though they know God is real, they've been in his presence, but things that are holy to God, they don't want to follow. They just want to follow what pleases them and another note i made i made just on the back it says um the meaning of this verse to me is just living a life that's pleasing to god that's that's all i said um well albina just read the verses that i was going to read but um i was thinking today and uh so thankful to god that five years ago he called me to holiness and five years ago i was saved here in this church and just so grateful today, all day, that I was called to holiness and that I heard his voice. So. Amen, amen. I, uh, I uh, wanted to tell you, this morning for me was pretty great, too. I uh, woke, up, woke up and I had to drive all the way to North Bend to do a job. And I woke up early so that I didn't get it done, so I could take some time and uh, get ready for tonight. And I was I was driving up there, and when I got into Issaquah on I-90, it was just like uh, the sun was just starting to peak over the mountains, and it was foggy. And man, I've never seen this beautiful sight where the fog gets illuminated, and it looks like you're driving into a cloud of light. Have you guys ever been through that? And I was like, oh, whoa. And it's like the closer you get to this cloud, the brighter it is. And I'm like, man, it's just like meeting Jesus. It's like this is what it is. This is what it's going to be like. This is the cloud. And, and, uh, and you know, you go through it, and then there's more freeway. And you're like, oh. but But I, I get to I get to uh, I get off the exit, and I have to drive next to a, a river. And I, and I look over, and there's a, a, this graceful you know, fog, you know, this beautiful early morning. And there's a, a herd of elk, like a whole bunch of them. It, they're all grazing down by the water. And I'm like, parking my van, pulled over. I'm like, got to get a video. This, okay, I gotta, they won't believe me unless I get the video, okay? This morning is like so perfect. Like, oh, like God, you're so good. Like, I love my job. Like, man, good thing I'm not doing anything else but this right now. This is like so, this is so you, and this is this. Oh, man, God, you are so good to me. I, 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 I was loving that moment, and uh, I was praising God and, and crying, and I remember driving and crying, and I saw somebody look at me, and I'm like, oh, man, they're, they think I'm weirdo, but whatever. I'm, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I was driving through Bellevue, downtown Bellevue, and, 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 and uh, I, I was, I was, on the intersection, turning left, and the guy was like stopped and looked at me, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> "Don't look at me." <laughs> but, but uh, there's 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 
there's moments like that in life where it's just like, oh, God's happy with you. And, and, and those moments is what's worth paying the, the price. It's worth being faithful for. It's worth having those moments in your life. Um, and that's what I want to talk about is, you know, life is going to get tougher and more intense and more busy and more responsibilities and more things you have to do and, and, and be a part of. Um, I'm learning that, you know, family takes a lot of time. You know, if you want a happy wife, you're going to have to put in some time. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to listen and, and actually do what she's asking. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, but it's better to have a happy, 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 happy wife. And, and if it's not against, you know, God's laws and it's not against man's laws and, 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 and it's not too, too impossible for you, do it. Like, that's, that's why you got married is to, is to, to live for the other person. And, and I don't know, that's, that's awesome, it, but it's not easy, and it takes takes effort and time and thoughts and and resources and 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 <laughs> I'm just saying that's the future. Okay, life gets more intense. I think Tolik told me said, you know, if you're battling whatever you're battling now, when you're married, it's like you're put under a microscope. It's like it's times ten. It's like you know your wife sees every imperfection. You know you. You left the spoon out on the counter, and you and you uh, your toothbrush was crooked, and and the toilet paper was put in the wrong way, right? And it's like, but what about the, you know, the good stuff I did? Like, did you not see those? Oh no, those are good. Those are good. But the bad stuff, like, you know, the stuff that you're like, oh, I need to change in my life before I get married. Well, now it's time to really change it because <laughs> you're married. Like, you got to get it done, and uh, it, it is. But it's a blessing because. If you are married to somebody who cares about you, they're going to tell you the truth. They're going to say, hey, you need to work on this. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, come on. This wasn't the original plan. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. (laughs) That's right. We were never going to just leave the house dirty. That's right. That's not the original plan. Good. Pick up. Thanks. (laughs) And that's where, you know... Singing this song, you know, we could just sing it, you know, I need you more than yesterday, I need you more, I need you more than yesterday, it's a great song, blah, blah, blah. But when you think about it, what you think, what you're actually praying to God is you're saying, God, I, I'm in this to grow up, I'm in this to mature, I'm a Christian to, to become a fruit that's pleasing to you. And that's only possible if I see more and more, you know, more of him, less of us. Remember that? Remember that cool saying we had? You know, like, still, still cool, still happening. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about longing. You know, there, in Christianity, you have to have this hunger. You have to have this longing for God, right? Because this doesn't make sense unless you have that. Unless you have that rooted inside of you. Uh, Christianity is just going to be a, a ball and chain on, on your life if you're just in it to gain some prize or you're just in it to, 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 to make it through life without bumps in the road. You know, if you're just trying to find you know, the wisest, smartest way to get away from you know, debt and, 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 and disease and, and, and suffering, you know, 
guess what? Actually, Christianity has all that and, and more. <laughs> and, and you actually, if you're going to just, you know, play that game, then you're, you're, you, your Christianity won't make sense. And, and you'll eventually give it up. You'll eventually go, it actually hurt me, and I'm going to be an atheist, and I'm going to hate Christianity, especially because it, 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 it didn't let me live the way I wanted to live. I, I, I limited myself for something, and I didn't get it from God. So, I'm going, to, I'm going to war against God. That's what an atheist is. What do you find yourself dreaming about? That's you know, a pretty good question. It's a good test for us. You know, like when you're alone and no one's around, what do you find yourself longing for? What do you dream about? What, do you, what, do you, what does that, that moment in your life look like? You know, you wake up in the morning and you have that time to, to pray. What are you asking God for? You know, because I want to just address that because we're not preaching something outside of God's word. I, we have this, I talked to uh, somebody and they're saying, you know, your youth, people are leaving your youth. And, you know, this is why this person left. This is why this, you know, this guy's leaving your church. This is why this and this and this. And I'm like, well, why are they leaving? He goes, well, it's because, you know, Dima here wants to make Dima followers. And if you're not a Dima follower, then you just don't fit in, you know. And I'm like, okay, how, which, which, you know, where's the Dima theology? Show me one of the things that Dima, you know, is teaching that, that, that you got to, you know, that, that you have to be like him. And he goes, well, there's no, I don't have a real good example, but if you're not in tight with Dima, then, you, you know, you won't succeed in the youth. I'm like, okay, the only reason you wouldn't be in tight with Dima is because you're living a hypocritical life or the gospel that Dima is preaching is not the gospel that you believe. And so let's just look at what the gospel is saying. Let's look at what we've been preaching. Let's look at you know what, what we believe because we believe some pretty radical things for this time and for our generation and if you don't believe them then you're not going to stay here it's not Dima's gospel it's not Andre's gospel it's not Dennis's gospel it's not Noah's or or, or Ruvum's or or Vice's or or, or or Isis or anybody's gospel it's the gospel right Albina got up here and said today that that purity we read in today's Bible point that purity isn't man's idea it's God's idea and that if you ignore that then you're under God's wrath and we're going to look into that in a, in, a, in a minute we can read probably the first half of Thessalonians because there's so much compacted in that for, for us and for where we're heading but uh, before we go there do you actually want to be in the harvest field working hard from sun up to sun down. Is that a longing for your life? Do you actually see yourself on a mission field somewhere with a, a race of people that you don't know their language, you don't know who they are, you don't, you don't like the way they smell, but you're there because God put it in your heart. Are you willing to agree with that dream, with that thought? Because... When you read the Bible, that's everything that God's been telling me. It's like, hey, you can have this life, but always be ready for that. 
Always be ready for the commission. Always be ready for <clears throat> the Spirit of God to, to lead you into doing something totally radical and away from what you were planning and what you were hoping for. David Platt says this, Radical obedience to Christ is not easy. It's not comfort, it's not health, it's not wealth, and it's not prosperity in this world. Radical obedience to Christ risks losing all these things. But in the end, such risk finds its reward in Christ. And He is more than enough for us. See, it's the longing that makes us able to follow God in radical obedience. It's your longing for Him. It's your love for Him. He, if you're not here for, because you love God, then you're here for the wrong reasons. If you don't need more of Him, and you're just relying on yourself, well, eventually you're going to hit a dead end. But that's not Christianity. That's your, your version of Christianity. That's you twisted the, the, the input of, of, of what you're inputting in your brain, not from the gospel here written in front of us plainly, but some gospel that you picked up somewhere else. And uh, I, uh, one, of the, one of the boldest uh, statements that I, I cherish in my heart is, is, uh, is from uh, uh, Spurgeon. He says that, Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you're not saved yourself. Be sure of that. And I remember Dennis was the first one who quoted that. And I was like, whoa, like, who's this Spurgeon guy? Like, why is he reading Spurgeon? He's been dead for whatever. And, and, but, but he understood one thing. He understood that if you want to make it in Christianity, if you want to be a Christian for the rest of your life, there's one key, and that's the harvest. Yes, you're saved. That's great. But now it's them. You have to have a longing for them. Your salvation is, 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 is your initiation. It's like you getting hired to work, but then you actually have to work. Because if you just got the job and you're like excited for the job and you don't do anything, you're not going to last. And salvation for others is the work. It's, it's what we're after. It's the, the goal. That's why we're Christians. So if you actually don't see yourself in a harvest field, if you don't see yourself as a missionary, if you don't see yourself opening your mouth and preaching the gospel that's going to set people free, then you're wasting your time. It's, that's great that you're stable and you're checking in and, and you're checking off your, your, your goal lists and you're so faithful to the youth. But if you don't have a longing for God and for His purpose and His call on your life, you're wasting your time. I'm going to read it again. A, a good indicator of our salvation being intact is that we still care about other salvation. You see, people say we're rude, we're mean, we're bullying people. No, we care about your salvation. Alex, I care about your salvation. Yeah, and Robert will tell me, Hey, that was pretty funky, brother. Right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, Robert's open to give rebuke when he sees it. He's really quick to say what he, what he thinks. He doesn't have that, that, that reserve to be politically correct at all times. And in Christianity, that reserve has to kind of 
work into a balance. Where if you're hanging out with your friends and your friends are starting to pull you into sin, well, you need to get over that politically correct and risk those friendships to stay with God. That's your job. Proverbs 9.10. Remember, uh, Ramil was preaching all about the fear of God maybe a year and a half ago, two years, something like that. Just tons of verses. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. See, the longing for God is what brings the fear of God because you got to understand, to us, God is, is an alien. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't fit into our, our mind. He's outside of space and time. He's bigger and better than the whole universe. So if we can imagine an alien coming here, be like, whoa, that's so weird. Like, where, whoa, right? God is 10 billion times that. He's so beyond our mind. In heaven, we're going to be having revelation after revelation of revelation of who he is for eternity. We're not going to become gods. We're just going to be with him forever. And, and, and that's so mind-boggling. It's better than going through a puff of smoke that's picture-perfect, that you know, was filled with light. It was ex- exhilarating for me. But, but heaven is going to be a hundred times that. And, it, you know, <clears throat> people are trying to mathematically position the life, you know, okay, if I do this, then I get this reward. If I do this, I get this reward. I do this. The reward is God. The reward is God. Like in heaven, there's no marriage. Why is there no marriage? Because the reward is God. That's all you're going to care about is God. You're, you're, you're going to be united to God forever. Which was originally the plan. Which is originally what God had intended when He created us. He created this world. When we understand who God is, then we understand who we are. See, until God comes in our mind and in our heart very clearly, we think we're okay. We think we're fine. We think, hey, we got a good job. We got a good education. We got new tires on our car. We got food in our fridge. We, you know, we got the bills paid. We're okay. Like, who needs God? Right? But until you understand that outside of our Solar system is a being that created everything, that founded everything, that weighed the mountains, that, that weighed the, the dust on the earth to the, to the degree of, of measurement. That, that blows our mind. Who's etern- the idea of eternity blows our, blows our mind. It doesn't fit into our mind. He's beyond us. He's, he's above us. He, you know, in Isaiah we read this. I make known the end from the beginning. See, only because God exists that there's an end and there's a beginning. For a long time, people believed that the universe just repeats itself like a broken record. Like, boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, you live uh, 10 billion, jillion, billion, however many years, and then it just repeats itself like a broken record. And it's like, you know, a bunch of uh, doors and, and channels and multi-universes and all these crazy ideas that people come up with when they don't have God in their mind. And then they go and they find that uh, there's, uh, they, can, um, they can measure lights with a Doppler, right? You know, when a cop takes you, he's in a Doppler, he, can, he sends out a signal and it comes back and it tells him how fast you're coming to him or how fast you're going away from him. It's called the Doppler effect. It's when you hear ambulance and the ambulance goes, woo, 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 
right? It changes. They discovered that, and they discovered that all of the stars and everything is moving away from itself. And then somebody had a genius idea and said, oh, you know, that means that if we rewind it, it would all come to itself. And for the first time in history, all of society said, okay, there must have been a beginning. And that means there must be an end. Because if there's a beginning, then there must be an end. And how quickly the evolutionists came up with a Big Bang Theory. Oh, genius, great. But it still doesn't answer who pushed the domino, who still created the Big Bang. Great, you put it in scientific terms and you made it all, all educational. But who pushed the first domino? Who made it happen? God says this, I make known the end from the beginning because I exist. There is a beginning and there's an end. From ancient times, what, I, what is still to come, I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Isaiah 46.10 You know, this, this, this verse really got me this week when I read it is, God will do all that He pleases. You know, we, ha- we, ha- we see fragments of, of ancient worlds, the Greeks, the Romans, the, every single time that somebody conquered a big chunk of the world, right? And they felt like, man, they did a census and they're like, wow, you know, you're the most popular, you're the most powerful man on this earth. Guess what happened to that human being? Pastor says, pastor says that's why the, the Revelations uses, as, uh, uh, an, or uses the uh, illusionary statement as, as, as all the civilizations, all the, all the uh, ancient, uh, huge, uh, big, huge uh, empires, they have the face of beasts because they're animals, because they just devour, they just rip apart. They, that's all they stand for. And, and when Nebuchadnezzar you know, heard the idea, hey, have everybody stop praying or have everybody bow to you and only you. Make a statue of yourself, right? Pharaoh, you're, you're God. You're actually not human. You're God. Solomon, I'm above God's law. I am God. Every single human being that has accomplished everything that he wanted, he came to the, to the, the, the reality that he wanted to be God. He wants to be God. That's in us. And it says this, Isaiah 46.10, My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. The problem is we're not gods. The problem is you'll never become God. You're not going to be God. You are His creation. And only God can say, I do all that I please. Only He is allowed to say that. Only He has the power to say that. Every man who said that, well, they're dead. They didn't make it. But with this, I had a crazy thought. God can do all that He pleases, anything. Then that means God can become evil. I had that crazy thought. What if God says, you know what, I want to become evil and just destroy everything? God chooses to be good. That's who He is. That's who, who He chose to be. That's, that's, that's what makes Him that's his nature. God is good all the time. And all the time God is good. Right? That's his nature. Yes, he got to see rebellion be born in front of him. The devil. Pride. Right? And God is smarter than that. God, God, God gave the devil all of time to, to do his thing. So in the end he can say, okay, the world is coming to an end. Let's see what you did. See, you didn't win everybody. 
these creations, these human beings had a choice to serve me or to follow you. And some of them chose to follow me. And it cost them everything. And they went through all of this to get you out of their life and to get me in. They're just like me. And that's why they're spending eternity with me. That's the longing, to be like God. Not to have His dominion over everything that you see, but to be like His nature, to be His qualities. Right? We, we heard about uh, the testing, right? You guys read about the testing in your Bible? Do you guys know you're going to be tested? How are you guys going to be tested? Straightforward, right there. <laughs> pretty, pre, pre, preach it, preach it. But there's, you have a temptation as well, right? Temptation can test you, right? When we read in Thessalonians today that, hey, it's not just our idea. We're not just creating an, a, a new culture that says, hey, you know, don't, don't fornicate, don't, don't lust, don't, don't be controlled by your lust, it's who God is. It's you one day have to realize that the goal is that you, you want to be with God. And He doesn't do that. And that means something inside of you has to break and change. And you don't have the power to do it. Your only option is to plead with Him. Your only option is to come to the cross and break and say, God, this sin inside of me, I hate it. I know it's going to kill me if I cherish it, if I protect it, if I allow it to go and grow. But if I want to be with you, then I have to, I have to make some radical changes. I'll do my part. I'll put in whatever I have to to make it happen. But unless your grace comes, unless your mercy, unless your strength, unless your spirit comes with me, there's no chance you're going to beat this. There's no chance we can beat this. But... That's what God did for us. He, he, he did that for us. He made a way, right? Ben read Galatians. He died on a cross. He, he traded his life for ours. He, he, he shed his blood. He, he went through a martyr's death. He showed us that, hey, in Christianity, you will suffer as well, but not for your sins. Through the trials, through the persecution of others who hate you for choosing that. For, for going against the system, for going against the flow. I wanted, to, I wanted to give a highlight today as well when we read in, uh, in Thessalonians 4.11. It says, And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you. Man, that's like what I tell people. <laughs> like, like, you know, quit trying to be, you know, the, the president and quit trying to be, if God wants you to be the president, he'll, he'll, he'll make it that way. But, but if you try to be the president, you're going to get yourself hurt. What it says here is make it your ambition. Make it your goal. Make it your dream to be simple. To lead a quiet life. You know, like I said, the, 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 the pain of being rich is that everybody knows you're rich. 
And then everybody hunts you for money. <laughs> as soon as you have everything paid off, guess who calls you? Your relatives. Hey, we need a loan. Hey, we, we need this. Hey, can you give us this? And you're like, well, actually we can. So <laughs> this, this is tough. <laughs> right? Because you want to help them. And hopefully you're rich because God has allowed you to be rich, not because you chased it your whole life. Proverbs says this. Proverbs 28, 20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessing." But he who hastens to be rich, he who wants to be rich, he who is chasing riches, he who wants to be rich quick, will not go unpunished. God will fight you for that. God will say, look, buddy, the goal isn't to be rich on this world. The goal is to seek me, to become like me, to to faithfully walk through the, the, the trials, to faithfully get over the temptations. And I will reward you. I will open up a floodgate. I will give you longings of your heart that you died to for me, I'll give them to you. Because it's not hard for me. It's not hard for God. We read today in Isaiah that he's promising Israel. He's saying, he, he said, who, who can take from a strong person his treasures, his rewards? Who can, who, can, uh, who can do this? He goes, but I will do for you. Right? I will make it so that the whole world knows that I've selected you. And one of the biggest evidences that we have that God existed and that God made this world is the Jewish nation still today. There's 14,600,000 Jews. Uh, 30% of them are living in Israel. The rest of them are around the world. Many times there's been genocides trying to hunt out Jews. Russia, Germany, uh, uh, Babylon, right? All these empires, all these world systems that the devil's built up and he says, okay, and now I can finally take them out. Nothing, right? Six-day, seven-day war, right? People are saying, we rode out there with tanks. They had nothing. And all of a sudden, we see just a wall of angels. And then the, uh, the, the heights of uh, Jordan became Israel's, right? Stuff like just 50, 60 years ago. God is, 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 is showing the world that he exists just because Israel still exists. It shouldn't, it shouldn't exist. They're puny little pest of the world. That everybody wants to get rid of if, if, if they're after their ambition. It says, be ambitious. Be ambitious to lead a quiet life. Let's think about that. What is a quiet life? Simple. Corinthians, it says, it says, if you have the money and your brother needs it, give it to him. Uh, if it says that if you see a brother in need and you can help him, help him, right? Um, I think that's simple. I think that's, you know, instead of just competing, imagine if we all just rolled up in Mercedes and my Mercedes is better than your Mercedes, vice versa, and look at, you know, and, and that's not how church is supposed to be. That's not simple, right? We have a simple youth. We, we drive up in Chevys and, and TDIs that, you know, because they're economical and, 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 you know, and Prius, you know, that's our, you know, donkeys. That's what we use donkeys. We don't drive a lot of Mustangs here. That's somebody who drove a Mustang, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, no no horsepower, just just simple, just point A to point B. That's what it's for. 
you should mind your own business, work with your hands, just as we told you. You know, I hear this. I want to work with my brain. I don't want to work with my hands. <laughs> well, guess what? Even on a computer, you're working with your hands. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not like in construction, I, I turn my brain off. Like, okay, I'm in zombie mode. What do I do? No, trust me, my brain's working all the time. Okay? The, uh, the idea is you, you're going to work. You're going to work. In life, you're going to work. Especially if you're a male. You're going to work hard. And I, I, I'm giving you a heads up. If you want to make it, you're going to have to learn to work hard. Hard work. Really hard work. I want to read uh, Ecclesiastes. And this is Solomon, you know, who had everything. He, who, he had uh, the chance to think about life in, in the depths that we don't even have today. He just thought about life. You know, he had everything. And he said this. Ecclesiastes 3.22 So I perceive that nothing is better than that a man should rejoice in his own works or work or job for that is the heritage. NIV says So I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work because that is the lot of man. That's your lot. Guess what, David? You're going to have to work, buddy. Sorry. Pick on you. You're going to have to work hard. Get ready. Life is going to work you real good. Roman, you got this cool new job. Well, guess what? You're going to have to work. You know, uh, you're going to have to, you're going to still have to work. And actually, you know what? If your life is getting too simple where you have everything in control, that's where it gets dangerous. When your life is just, you know, all your ducks in a row, everything's perfect. You don't have anything extra on your plate. You're, you know, my, my to-do list never goes away. It just always is there. <laughs> Every time I take stuff off, new stuff gets added. And it's because I have to work. And you have to prioritize. You have to make God happy with all that to-do list, with all that stuff. But you have to work. My job isn't easy, isn't fun, but it works. It, it gets the bills paid, and it allows me to, to do what God wants me to do. Let's open up uh, Thessalonians, First Thessalonians four. I just want to read through it and make a couple stops, and uh, just we'll be done. Finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk. To please God. You know, more and more. There's more growth. There's more opportunity for you to grow. There's more opportunity for maturity. You're going to constantly be growing in life. There's never a place you're like, ah, I'm a Christian. I made it. Whew. No. Your salvation is, is under works right now. It's still under works right now. It's still under works right now. For you know that for you know the, what commandments we give you through the Lord Jesus. Not our own commandments through Lord Jesus, through what He did, through what He said. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passions of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That's the difference. They don't know God. 
That's why they can, they can flirt all day long in school. That's why they can, they can talk about all the cool movies that, that, they, that they think are awesome that just came out. They don't know God. They don't have a longing for God. They're okay to do that, but not you. Not in passions of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in, his, in this matter. It's like a warning. It's like, man, this matter is going to be under attack. Holiness is going to be under attack constantly if you're going to be a Christ follower. Constantly you're going to be wanting to give up on the holiness. It's going to be under pressure. And he's like saying it multiple times in this passage, saying, hey, this is crucial. This is big. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Because the Lord is the avenger of all all such. Sorry. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the avenger of such. Such who participate in that. Such who who allow that and, and, and succumb to that. As we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. Right? The reason why you allow yourself to play with sin is because you're not in the Holy Spirit, because you're not waking up to read your Bible plan, because you're not setting that time apart for God. And believe me, if I can read the Bible plan every single day, I know you can. I know you can. I know it's it's not too hard. It's not impossible. You just have to change your focus. You have to have more longing for God. You have to understand that that's what your purpose is. That's what you're called for. It's not my idea. It's not... It's not just our idea. There's churches all over the world where people are memorizing the Bible. There's, there's 12-year-olds in America that, that memorize chapters of the Bible, that, 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 that long to, 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 to compete knowing in their brain that this chapter of the Bible is going to be fixated forever. And here we are in the Northwest where, you know, well, weed's allowable and homosexuality is running rampant and, you know, it's all out of control. So, you know, we don't... You don't really have to focus. Microsoft and technology is taking over. You know, if I need the word of God, I'll get to it. Be concerning, but concerning brotherly love. You have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God how to love one another. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? It doesn't even indicate much in that. It says, indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. It means they probably contributed somehow to them. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. See, the system is comfortable. But if you're going to get a system job, if you're going to get a nine-to-five, just system, 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 it's, it's, you're going to be lacking. I, 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 I think that it says that you will be lacking. Nothing is, is that, is when you're in the system, your focus can't be on the harvest. Your focus can't be on the longing that, hey, you know what? If God tells you 
right now to drop your job, to drop everything, that you can get up and go. That you're not that attached to the American dream. That you can get up and go. It says that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. You have to figure out a way to live your life like that. That's what it's calling us to. Live a simple life, but a life that is able to send you out. A life that at any moment God can commission you to go and you'll be like, okay, go. And now go, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And he says, 13, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have, oh no, that's later, sorry. Sorry, I'm looking for a part that uh, he says that we work with our own hands to not be burdensome to you. That's in a different different uh, chapter, in a different gospel, where Paul is saying, hey, I labored making uh, uh, netting, I think he was making nets or tents. He was making tents so that it wouldn't be a burden to you. See, Paul knew that, that with God, there's, an, there's a way that you can live not being fully committed to the system, not not bowing yourself down to the system and I'm sorry that I'm taking so much time to focus on work and jobs it's just like I'm blessed I'm blessed that I can be a part of school clubs I'm blessed that I can go on mission trips I'm blessed that that I can support my family and 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 have all this but something happened inside of me five years ago and that was this my focus changed I was willing to drive a Toyota pickup truck that was miraculously living every single day I got into it and, and, and take the crappiest jobs I, I've ever seen. Excuse my language, Robert. <laughs> Horrible jobs that, that, that were just agonizing, right? But I had to be in church. I mean, I couldn't take big jobs. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, take jobs during kids' camp and youth camp. Because I knew I had to honor God. I knew I, I, that was the vision. That was the goal. That was the purpose of why God saved me. Not just to be off drugs. Not just to have a happy life and a good life. But to be productive in His kingdom. To, to go and, and produce. And I knew that as soon as I started to play with that. If I start to play with getting my eyes off of the harvest and onto myself. I start failing. I start falling back in sin. I start, I start uh, giving up on, 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 on God's word. I start giving up on, on, on giving God praise and glory and, and worship the way, the, way, the way it ought to be. And so, I want to say that to be 100% in God's will means you have to dream about the harvest. And when you start dreaming about the harvest, your life is going to change dramatically. You're going to live for a different purpose, and that's not just for pleasure. That's not just for your own success. But you're going to have a longing to help somebody else up. You're going to have a longing to, to correct wrong. You're going to have a, a longing to address sin. You're going to have a longing to be a part of, of a ministry. You're going to have a longing to, to come to church as much as possible. Not just Sundays, not just Fridays, but Monday prayer and, and group. And You're going to have a longing to be around real Christians. You're going to have a longing to see God in everything you do and to hear God. I, I want to tell you, there's a, two examples from my life and I'll be done. One is, I have a hardwood job and I'm unloading this hardwood and I did it for the first day. I did like five, six, seven hundred square feet. They added a bunch more and I'm telling them, I'm saying, hey, 
I can't do this because my wife, she can give birth at any minute. And I can't promise you that I'm going to finish this job. And they're like, we have to finish this job. This job is so important. This job is this. And I'm like, I'm telling you that my wife is more important than you. And uh, he goes, okay, okay, I got it, fine. You know, we're, you know, just do what you can, and if it happens, it happens, whatever. And as I'm loading this, this, this hardwood, this is designer hardwood, and the designer decided to give labels to all the hardwood. And, you know, Dennis has his own brand of hardwood, and, and Ella has her own brand of hardwood, and there's thousands of different brands and labels. And, and this label that I'm unloading is, is Abby, is, is, is Abigail. But that's where we got our name from. That's our daughter, that's... We're naming our daughter Avi and uh, A-V-I. So that's, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, man, after two days of working, I finally read the box. And, 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 and it's like God saying, here you go. I, out of all the hardwoods that I could be installing, right, I'm installing Avi, my, my, my soon-to-be daughter, right? And for me, it was early in the morning, and it was one of those moments where God is saying again, Andre, it's all good. I got you. You're going to finish this job. Don't stress out. You know, just, just, just a good thing you're putting priorities in order. But I got you. Check this out. And I was like, man, God, you're like, wow, this is sweet, God. This is just cream of the cream. This is just you going, smiling on me. And this is awesome. And another example today, I'm leaving the apartment to go to, to church so I can sit down and start putting together thoughts. And, and uh Next door to us is a, a couple that's living there. It's an American guy and a, and, a, and a Ukrainian girl. And we really rarely get to see them, but, but someday we're going to have more for dinner soon. But they're getting a refrigerator changed because they're renters and the owners came that own the property and they're changing out the refrigerator because the refrigerator leaked or whatever. And uh, I started to talk to them for a minute about refrigerator repairs. And then we went into... Uh, and they, they said if, I'm, if I knew if we owned the unit or, or were renting, I told them we're renting. They're like, who's the owner? And so I told them about the owner. He's a cool guy. His name is John. That's all I know. And, and then they go, they go you're a doormat. Uh, are you a believer? And I said, yeah, of course I'm a believer. And they're like, wow, that's, that's really cool. We're believers too. I go, I go, they go, what do you do? And I go, I'm in youth ministry. And they're like, oh, we're youth ministers too. Me and my husband have been doing youth ministry for like seven years or plus. I don't know. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. And, and, uh, and uh, it, it, it went into finding out that their kids wanting to start a school club for a long time in Linwood High School, their kids are the ones that came to the prayer at the poll they're the ones that are going to come to Linwood High School and, 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 and help build the club. And they're like, here's our kids' names. Here's, here's our youth pastor names. Here's, you know, like, and, and I'm, like, I'm like telling them, well, it's not easy to be a Christian these days. And it really costs you something, especially if you're in your teens and you're declaring who you are publicly. It costs you something. And, 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 and I'm like, this is like a God moment. And they're like, yeah, it totally is. Like, good thing the fridge broke. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like... Honestly, I would have missed them if I didn't listen to what God put on my heart before that. I, I, I got a clear indication that it's time for me to go and, and do something for my wife. And I did it, and I came home back when I was... And, and then that's when I caught them. Like, and it, 
today when I'm breaking in the demon's office because I keep leaving the key, right? I'm, I'm running around the church looking for a bottle because it gets, you know, the plastic and I can slide it into the thing and Jimmy rigged the door open and, and, I'm, and I'm about to give up because the, the plastic bottle has ridges and God goes, look in the boiler room. That's the, you know, one place you didn't check. I'm like, God, I checked every trash can. I'm not going to look in the boiler room. He's like, go look in the boiler room. Okay, God, I'm going to look, look in the boiler room, find a piece of plastic, Jimmy rig it open. I'm like, man, God, you're always right. You're, this is like, God is God is with you. God is with us. That the reward is even happening now. You're, you're with God. That's the reward. It's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. And you're going to have that for eternity. God will help you get through all the trials. God will help you get through all the temptation. He knows it's there. He knows this generation has it the toughest because of the screens everywhere, because of billboards everywhere. It's tough, but it's not impossible. And I, uh, I want to say that we want to see you run. We want to see you run with us. Those who are kind of slacking, those who are double-minded, those who, who think, ah, you know what, I got this. I don't need your help. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need you to be help in my life. Yes, you do. You need a close person, a fiery, fiery of, of man, a man of God, a, man, a, a woman of God. You need somebody to help you in this, in this battle. You need somebody to help you run this race. You need to find somebody to tie into. Unity is what, what sets us apart from the world. And that means you've got to be open about your junk. You've got to be open about your struggles. You've got to be open about what's, what's haunting you. You got to get that into light. You got to get free. You got to get moving. You got to start growing. It's a key for your success. Find somebody to to help you fight. We're gonna pray. I uh, I uh, let's let's stand up. Everything that that I said, you know, uh, that's just the raw gospel. That's just just reading the word of god right there it's not the gospel of andre it's it's just the gospel it's just thoughts it's just our bible reading plan regurgitated back onto you you read the same stuff i read and it, it it's just just god letting me see him work and and that's what i long for you I long that your eyes would be open. I long that, that all of us would see God work in our lives. All of us would be on fire. All of us would burn together. All of us would link arms and, and run this race together to the end. And be unstoppable. Be unbreakable.